to week five. Uh, shh, the Trekkies are talking. This is another bonus episode where we talk about um, the theme of bugs, propaganda, and the hive mind in the movie Starship Troopers. We talk about a bunch of stuff. We basically have uh, one of our lovely wandering conversations. We talk about um, the societies that are portrayed in the movie. We talk about um, symbolism and propaganda. Um, we talk about hive mind concepts and our fascination with the hive mind. And we talk about some revolutions in history. And um, it is just overall a very interesting conversation about super organisms and um, um, Starship Trooper and bug societies and propaganda. So stay tuned. Um, for the second bonus episode of the Trekkies are talking. Okay, well, Robert, Starship Trooper was your was your baby. So, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I got it from the ants. Uh, you were talking about the ants in the nest, and we talked about the bugs. And there's no better bug movie than Starship Troopers. <laughs> I mean, it's the ultimate bug movie. The bugs are. The, the supreme as uh, a, a supreme intelligence yeah what's yeah. strange is that there's a bug brain right oh yeah there, well there's a bug brain but the, there's also a bug queen we've never met we do, we never met her oh yeah oh. so the brains there's there's another there's another level on the home plant the bug the bug home planet but uh, yeah, the brains are, are basically coordinating. They get the, the queen is the centralization. But um, but other than that, the 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 drones or the um, have no independent thought. They're, they're totally right. You know, they get the instructions and then they do it, and then they. And uh, they're, they're relentless, and uh, and they swarm. They literally swarm. They're relentless yes. and swarming. Yeah, so. they are. They are. They're some of the most terrifying. It was interesting to read what you said. That originally the Borg were supposed to be insects, right? That that was the the, the original plan was to make them insects, but they couldn't find they couldn't find a cost effective way to kind of get everybody you know kind of dressed up and to make it realistic and to make it you know believable so they ended up so they ended up you know going for the cyberpunk look but the first but the first uh the idea originally was to make them look like you know like some sort of giant bees and uh i think i think it's interesting how when, when we look at the insect world we're looking at this as being an achievement. Um, this is like the ultimate achievement of of um, evolution, almost. And it's, but when we apply it to the human level, it's like a disaster. It's like the worst <laughs> possible thing you can have. Yeah. It's interesting, you know. It, it makes me worry for us uh, um, for when we do contact alien species because we're gonna. Well, I think we have, I think we sort of wonder, I mean, 
the way that evolution worked, you know, the way that evolution worked is that intelligence developed, you know, in mammals, right? But what if it had gone some other direction, right? Suppose it had developed in reptiles, or suppose it had developed um, in, 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 in insects, right? It could be a completely different, entirely different world. Yeah, they explore that um, in Enterprise, which is the uh, which is meant to be the pre pre quarter Star Trek, the original Star Trek mm-hmm. series, um, and uh, they're fighting this uh, race that's actually made of five species, and so they have the human the humanoids, the aquatics, they have the insects. Oh, right, I remember this. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so they do sort of bring that in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, um, it's also interesting that like the the insects in Stormtrooper were so like so evil, even though like they're not they're they're not evil. They're just kind of doing their job, right? Their job is to protect their nest, yeah. you know, and they're just protecting their nest. They're not. Um, it's it's not you know they don't have evil intent. Although you know with the music and everything. You know? Yeah. So you know the guy's getting the guy's getting skewered, you well, know. It's interesting because the whole film is sort of like wrapped around propaganda. Yes, yeah, that's a very interesting. Yeah, and it's and it's almost like how we view the bugs is how the propaganda views the bugs, not not how the bugs actually are. Yeah, yeah, and, and know, it's, when, it's, when dro- wow. And, yeah, and when they. And then one epic scene that I love is when they capture the brain and they're pulling it out of the cave. And I'm like, actually, I feel bad. (laughs) Right. For this brain, you know. Right. And uh, I think that's intentional. And everyone's cheering. And this poor brain's like coughing out. (laughs) Well, it's also the brain brain was very weird because it was sort of, I don't, for a better, I don't, I don't want to say, but it, it was sort of like kind of vaginal, and and they did something to the brain that was that they put censored over, you know, like, or they put some sort of like the word censored over. It was really, it was really interesting. Oh um, yeah, 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 because they were going to probe. Yeah, right. They're going to probe. They're probing the right. They're probing the brain, yeah. but it was really, it was. It was interesting. Also, I I actually watched Stormtrooper two, figuring, uh, which was not as good at all. No. But but what's interesting is it didn't begin. I expected it to begin with the brain. Like what what did we find out from the brain, mm. right? But it didn't. It completely ignored the it completely ignored the brain. Yeah, yeah. And unfo- back- uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, with the Starship Troopers, does it. There are three movies or four movies, I forget now. But uh, the the first one is the only one to watch. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it, 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 yeah, I also I also felt bad for, for the brain. It was kind of like they're dragging it out, and it had this it had a weird, I, I don't know, it felt like like wailing or something. But um, the propaganda stuff was interesting. Because they kept using they kept using the same uh, metaphor, meat for the grinder. You know, we said we need more meat for the grinder. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, 
which was like this real super dehumanizing, you know, on the one hand, you know, there's all this, you know, heroism and whatever else, then there's all this dehumanizing stuff. Yeah. And, and then, um, yeah, at the same time, it, we're getting stories of individuals. Right. Right. Which is yeah. interesting, you know, it's, uh, the, the, the whole movie from the human senses is, is based on individuals, but the propaganda is all based on, you know, this collective. Right. Energy. We're not like those bugs. We have to talk each other into the hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Uh... Yeah, but but the, the but the symbology, you know, is it's interesting because it's uh, it's almost. Uh, I think this is why the film was such a shock and it was highly criticized when it came out. It was nobody really used that kind of symbology in that way before? Yeah, you know, yeah, except for some, except for some maybe some S and M videos that yes. <laughs> pointed there, yeah. um, but. Uh, uh, and here was, you know, you're, you're seeing the assembly, and it's very, got that fascist assembly and the symbology and everything and the, the, yeah. the, the, the rhetoric they use, the words they use. Yeah, and that was really, I mean, I loved the, I loved the way they used the group speak, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, uh, citizen was it was a citizen versus a civilian I think it was mm. and um, what is a citizen and what it, it was it was uh, it was interesting I mean um, I think it was I think you're right also that it was kind of based on like Argentinian fascism which mm. I thought was interesting also you yeah. know? one yeah. um, thing I read was like that uh um, the person I can't even remember. Like, I read a few things, but one of the things the writer was struck by the um, the fascist architecture. But they were like they referenced like Albert Speer, you know. They referenced like that yeah. kind of those kinds of symbology and that kind of like grandeur, right? Know, of that um, kind of. Thing. And also, when you're talking about, I watched it, but that it was a um, a couple of weeks ago, and that's in in my brain. That's like like a millennia, <laughs> so I barely remember. And also, I have this ha habit of falling asleep when I watch things, so I end up having to watch a few times. But um, I can't remember where I was going with that either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the aging brain. <laughs> That's our next topic: is the aging brain. I'm actually wearing my brain. Oh, it'll come back. But yeah, I watched it, and um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, what were we talking about? We were talking about something. We're bugs. About we're definitely talking about bugs. No, yeah. but specifically fascism. Oh, fascism and like uh, yeah, sphere thing. Oh, the Albert Speer thing and the symbology and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's not coming to me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's interesting, you know, like that we do. You know, we do have all these ways of creating the hive mind. I mean, this is a. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Oh, okay. You... Sorry. This sorry to interrupt because it just came back now, and I have to like I have to get it out. Um, citizen, the citizen thing. Okay, yeah. the citizen thing. It is very Robespierre. 
I'm going to call it that. Like, okay. so then when I hear that, oh, citizen, like, it just may, it just reminds me of, like, you know, like, the French Revolution and how they uh -huh. like, called each other, like, citoyens, stuff like uh -huh. that, you know? It just is, like, it just gives me these creepy Robespierre mm -hmm. vibes. And I, like, say that his name because his name, for anybody who knows it, evokes a kind of a horror. <laughs> yes, know, yeah, yeah. In my sure. head. So, like, sure. it gives Robespierre mm -hmm. vibes when I hear cit citizen. Right. It's like, yeah. no, but, I but don't in, know about but that. In, but in the book, Helen's book, um, it actually, um, the, 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 the humans, the militarism is actually, actually not based on the fascist. It's actually based on the American. And uh, so the citizenship thing is actually probably based on American citizenship. Mm. Oh. So we're yeah. talking which, like which American is based on revolutionary ide ideals, yeah. but right. not like not so creepily like Robespierre-ish. I think mm. the American Revolution was not as like. Depends on you who know. you ask. I don't but, know. I mean, oh, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, you know, they did yeah, tar yeah. and feather people. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it was much more polite, you know, yeah, in yeah. retrospect. I mean, I mean, there's whole colonies in Canada of Americans who were rejected because they supported the king, mm. you know, uh, and uh, the, these people were driven out, or literally driven out of the of the of the towns and the villages, um, not very nicely, and uh, and that's something we don't hear about. In American history, I, I think I was I think I was near Ottawa, and there was a town called like Loyalist or something like that. Mm -hmm. Was I think that was the name of it? I think it was like Loyalist Ottawa. Um, and I looked up. I think that was a strange name for a town. And I looked it up, and that's exactly what it said. It says that this was this was founded by Americans who were kicked out for supporting um, for supporting the monarchy. So. Um, uh, I, I, in the uh, you know you talk about Albert Speer, you know, I mean, he was a kind of an architect of the hive. If you look at if you look at what he did, you know, in terms of like choreography. I mean, when I, I when I was a kid, I read um, you know the rise of Albert Speer's book, and it was all so beautifully choreographed and designed and it was all it was all created to create it was all it was all meant to create that hive mind like how do we create this this kind of solid unity you well, you see that happening in politics i think all the time or well, trying it's like to. i said um i think i talked about last time i talked about catherine and michaela school and um you know the order the, the whole order thing and like you know uniforms and stuff and actually i was talking to uh about this with robert this morning um about like the appeal of like the uniform like um it's telling me to turn my microphone up how do i do that uh it's the the, the far knob on the scarlet the one furthest away from you. Let's turn it up a little bit. The one with the red light. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You got it. Okay. 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 So, um, yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. What was Again. I talking about? Yes. I'm like, what the hell? What was what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> 
What are you talking about? We all have the same problem. It's really horrible. Yeah. It's. <laughs> We're going to call this podcast <laughs> Forgetful People. What happens when forgetful people have conversations? Hope you don't get this old. <laughs> Like I was talking about we're talking about Albert Speer, and um, 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 and you're talking about uh, school. Oh yes, order, yeah. order. So that I said this last time, um, you know that uh, Catherine's appeal is that. Uh, oh, that was you telling me that Catherine's appeal is that. Um, she instills order and like, that's like, you know, everything's the, like, you know, the rules and, you know, the uniform and like, this is like what to expect. And like, that's kind of like the appeal of like that, right. That's the appeal of like, you know, the military thing or like, you know, when you go and you look at like a military, like, you know, whatever you call it, exhibition or something where they're all lined up. It's like, it's like awe-inspiring to see like rows of them and they're all dressed the same and they're like everything, right? It's like, it's kind of chilling, but also it's like, it's comforting in a way. Like, I don't know what it is. I didn't grow up in a military world or like a police world or like anything like that. I didn't have that in my childhood. But like when I see like the dude with a uniform with the four bar epaulets or like anything like that, I'm like, oh, like well, there's like a thing in my brain that just goes like, oh. Well, let's go back to Star Trek and look <laughs> no. at the uniforms that the Federation wear. They're all uniform. They have like the color coding or whatever. Right. But uh, you can see who, you know, you can see the insignia. insignia. You know? Yes. Yeah, but it's so understated. It's, yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, but it's yes, the future. It's, it is the future. So. It is the future. In the future, in the future they're, not, they're not so bossy about those things, yeah. you know? Yeah, you don't Nobody have anybody, up with yeah, you don't have anybody screaming orders in, in, on, on the decks and stuff like that. You know? Yes. Yes. But, then but again, there's just something about everybody's sameness. There's mm-hmm. something about that. And I don't know, maybe there's like some kind of like thing about a uniform. And maybe there's a reason why the uniforms are that color and they're obviously okay. There's like, you know, they have to work in them. There's execution and like doing things. But like, there obviously is a whole psychology to like uniforms and there's a whole psychology to like creating a super organism. Cause I love that term, by the way. I think that's perfect because everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh no, it's the Marxist boogeyman. No, it's the Bolshevik boogeyman. No, it's the Zionist boogeyman. No, it's blah, 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 right. And you end up just blaming people for things and it's just stupid. So, like, I just think it's kind of like good to look at it as like, oh, yes, this is like super organism whatever this this is like a super organism situation you know i think we're hardwired for that what you described that feeling of awe a little bit of terror you know that kind that feeling i think we're really hardwired for that it's very easy to induce that you know if i take a bunch of people rant i'm not doing this okay Anybody's listening? Okay, I'm not like sick. I'm not doing this. But if I took a random group of people, I just went outside and I just kidnapped a bunch of people. I'm not doing this. And I shaved their heads. Okay, and I gave shaved their I shaved their heads, and I gave them all identical uniforms. 
they would feel, I think, some sort of sense of unity. I, I think that that would, I mean, aside from being my prisoners, that might make them upset. But that I think that people are very, it's very easy to create a sense of unity in people. You see people like, you, you know, they get a pin. Uh, recently, there's been, uh, um, there's like dog tags that they have, you know, for the missing, uh, for the, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, for, yes. The, uh yeah. for the, uh, for the people being held in Gaza yes. and people wear these kind of dog tags around their neck. And it's become like a, a thing. Like it's become, it's, it's really obviously very recent uh, within the past couple of weeks. And now it's like a thing. It's a solidarity thing. And people look at it and feel, they feel good wearing it. They feel good seeing it. They feel good that, you know, we're, this shows that we're part of the same group. Obviously I, I have, I wear, and people always ask me about my, about my earlocks. You know, I, I have, you know, long hair here. And all I can say is it's like it's gang signs. Right? I mean, it's like, that's, that's, you know, what, what's the reason for them? I could make up something, but it's not the gang signs. So, so somebody looks at me and goes, oh, you know, what's up? You know, you're part of my gang. And I look up then and I say, you're part of my gang, you know, and that's, you know, the beard, whatever it is, hat, whatever it is, it's, these are all ways that we that we use to in, to induce in ourselves that feeling, and then you know when it's properly orchestrated, right? You get a whole bunch of people looking the same. Remember the, those pictures back in the seventies of uh, the weddings, Reverend Moon's um, oh, right, right. weddings, right? Which hundreds of couples all lined all lined up you know all lined up in a row or you see pictures of the or pictures of the hajj everybody dressed exactly the same wearing you know wearing the white ihram and everything and and going in the same direction and it it's there's something in us that responds well, to that. and at and at risk of going there because i i am an asshole and i will um um like the headscarf like that, that's kind of to me signals is like what you're talking about is sort of like, like, oh, this is like signaling that I belong to a tribe or something. The signaling of, of belonging to a tribe, right? Signaling sure. of membership to a tribe. So, sure. but it's so, but it's not then really, okay, I need to cover my hair because you can cover your hair and nobody has to even know that you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you can right. like do it. You can adopt modesty or whatever you want to call it. Many women do it. Like women just do it all the time. But this is something different. This is not just that. This is like, um, you know, being like forced to like be a part of that tribe forced to like say, okay, yes, this is like my, you know, I am, you know, committing like it's kind of like like uh you know yes i am doing this obeyance or whatever to the tribe this is like i'm signaling my loyalty or like this is i'm becoming part of the hive mind or something like that it's or you're like, wearing your uniform it's right? like having your um it's having your um your your cyborg implants put in or something like that like robert said that that's really you know, that's a physical um, representation of dogma or whatever, right? Well, here's, a, here's an interesting thing. So, you know, so uh, so we started off as um, hunter-gatherers, and uh, and we're, we're hunting 
we're in a tribe together, we're hunting black bears. And so we're wearing the black bear pelts. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we meet another tribe and they're hunting wolves. Oh, the wolf people. Bad. <laughs> yeah. they, they're, they're, they're on our territory. They're inhuman. We have to kill them all. Yeah, well, fear of the stranger. We're a club. We're a club. We're the bad people. We're superior. Yeah, I mean, fear fear of strangers and kind of like, you know, okay, we're all, you know, we're the bear people. We're dressed in our bear. Because maybe maybe the next uh, movie is, was it Quest for Fire? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Want to go back to the back? It might be interesting because I I have a good story about that. Really? (laughs) Quest for Fire is very interesting. Just, I mean, the whole thing is very interesting um uh it, they had to you know invent the language and everything so it's like that's very interesting but um we are you know that that this idea that we are somehow like we're that we're tied to a group that we have symbols of our group is you know i i, I worked as a uh, archaeologist long long time ago and um, we excavated a, a fire pit a, a Neanderthal fire pit and one of the things that was very clear about the fire pit is that it was sort of circular right it was kind of sort of it was sort of circular it was either it was either semicircular or full circle and People would sit around it because we found, you know, the bones are pretty much scattered in a kind of a crescent around it, right? People would people would sit in a circle, um, and then and then very close by there were a couple of like, um, uh, see, like uh, flint factories. I mean, people who used to who made weapons and stuff. So the kind of weapons makers would kind of like do their thing um, very nearby, nearby the fire, or whatever. And there's all these, you know, bones, animal bones, and so on. Of things that they ate and so forth. So it's pretty clear that this was a cohesive group, right? These were people who spent time together, you know, huddled around, huddled around a fire in the kind of the mouth of a big cave. And, uh, you know, and you can imagine that if somebody, you know, kind of snuck up on them, they would probably freak out, you know? Um, uh, and I think that that's still true today. Except now, of course, we have borders and we have immigration laws, and but it's still basically the same thing, you know. You know, we talk about the the people flooding our borders. I don't know why we're not worried about Canadians. Why why are we not worried about Canadians? Oh, some some some. Are there people worried? About, are there Americans who are worried about Canadians flooding yeah, our borders? Well, there's extreme Republicans uh, who are. Uh, not, the, not the people, but the actual politicians huh. who, who uh, yeah, all oh, the Canada border is is evil and it's there's so many people coming across the border. <laughs> it's, 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 the Canadian border is, is, is so much more huge, right? Mm-hmm. It's so much, it's so much, it's so much bigger and, and yeah. so much more wooded and everything else. Yeah. But what they forget is, is there's as many people coming illegally over from the states as there are from Canada going. Don't tell anybody. 
Don't tell anybody. Yeah. 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 So I mean, that's that's the, that's a problem. And, yeah. But the thing is, the winter is so extreme that that actually <laughs> only happens in the summer. <laughs> that's right. People only try to sneak into Canada during the summer. Yeah. And never. Well, there's a story of a guy who tried doing it in the winter and he lost his hands. <gasps> Oh my goodness! Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, I could, I could imagine that that could happen. Because you don't go for walks in uh, Emerson, Manitoba, um, you know, in January. You okay. just simply you just don't do that do unless you're like really prepared. But okay. you know, probably you just don't do that. Right. Right. And you, and you, you need to have your special bunny boots or whatever it is. Yeah. And you don't weird. come to Canada in snowsuits in July either, which I've, which I've seen. I, I, I did go to Toronto once in the winter, and it was oh, horrific. That was just Toronto, so. Yeah. <laughs> They're funny so, in Toronto. I got bad news they, for you. It's like that in the summer, too. They... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it has nothing to do with the snow. Sorry, Toronto, I love you. Um, Toronto's really um, funny. They had to call the uh, military or something when they had too much snow. Remember that? Remember that? Really? Yeah. (laughs) That was like, I don't know, 25 years ago or more. That was like in the 90s. And so I should be over it. But I'm an asshole like that. Um, you, you may or may not have have noticed that there is a bit or you're going to learn um there is some kind of regional rivalry happening in canada so um if you're from the prairies you have an, a naturally innate distaste for like southern ontario so the prairies, the prairies. You, might be, you might be thinking of the ice storms and that was pretty pretty bad because uh, storms. none of this sounds good i just want to yeah. say no, i'm very happy all, all, the electro, all the electricity do- i'm here in dc we have like five inches of snow a year it's nice yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, but i had a friend in montreal and they had water heating so they actually had when there was no electricity they still had heating and mm-hmm. they had 16 people camping out in their apartment oh my goodness because yeah. Wow, that's crazy! Oh, yeah, that that was awful. They, yeah, I admit that that was harsh. That that was really harsh. Quebec, it does get some really hardcore weather. Maybe you Canadians have failed to create the hive mind. I mean, that's that's also the other thing. You know, there's 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 not a hive happening here. Yeah, we're we're doing. I mean, Americans are good pretty pretty much at the hive mind. Um, I mean, it's interesting. You know, honestly, that. The, you know, in um, Stormtrooper, a lot of what they they did in terms of the propaganda looked a lot like what you saw during the First and Second World Wars, mm-hmm. right? In America, during the Second World War, the propaganda was very heavy, right? Loose lips sink ships, you know, and you know Rosie the Riveter, and mm-hmm. and all this, all the you know Uncle Sam wants you, and uh, you know my personal favorite was Fight the Hun. I love that one. There's a great poster of of the Hun Germany, you know, glaring monstrously over the ocean at the United States, right? Waiting. I think to- a lot of that for Canadians is um, leader uh, inspired. I think we're very much like we need a leader to make us that way because we're so like 
you know, there's British Columbia and then on the other side, there's like Labrador and Newfoundland. And then there's like, you know, the Toronto avocado toast freaks. And, you know, then there's like, it's like, you know, the Alberta people and there's like, we're so different. It's like I said before, it's like you got a bunch of kooky people at the table, you know, remember the show Soap? Do you remember that show yes. Soap? Okay. Oh, it's like, we're the cast of Soap. Okay. And you're trying to get a consensus about something. Like, that's like, okay, we're like a lovable bunch of weirdos, but it's like, yeah, I'll try to get a hive mind from that. I don't, I, I, no, but it's, I don't that's, know. But that's, I mean, that's the, it, it's kind of amazing when you think about, so I'm going to speak up for America for a second. It is amazing that, you know, in America, what do you have? You know, you have all sorts of different immigrant groups and whatever and whatever. But we still manage to get the hive mind somehow. I mean, Texas is very different from New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. Texas is very different from New York. California is very different. But ultimately, from- when you're presented with an enemy, you all know that you know, all know what the national anthem is. And yes. there is never any arguments between you about, OK, we should change the words of the national anthem to this. You're like, yes, not, like, so you have that like where we're just like. We're like, I don't know. We're like, it's like herding cats or something. I don't know. I don't know why we're like this. Maybe, you know what? I, I've said this before. I think we're subversive and passive like this. Because let's face it, being passive is like a kind of contempt. It's kind of like subversion, right? I think the reason why we're like this is because we're next door to America. Mm-hmm. America's got that shit handled. Oh, yeah, they're having apple pie and then fireworks and shit. Yeah, okay, let's not be like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a little bit of that. But so, but because now of the way things happened where we have this, like, really messed up, like, super organism of, like, progressiveness that's a bit gone a bit too far, we're seeing how, like, oh, hey, maybe, you know, some, like, nationalism and some, like, you know, American-style, like, whatever, hive mindness, maybe. Like, if you have to pick your hive mind, it seems like you don't get to not have a hive mind. You have to, like, pick one. So maybe that's what we're talking about. Like, what kind of super organism would you like to be? Yes, I want. I want. I want to. I want to say what is my favorite American World War II propaganda poster, and it shows three three GIs charging towards you, uh, and at the top of of, the, of them it says Jew, Protestant, Catholic, and then <laughs> and then below it says all working together. Oh, that's to so. Win the war. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. A lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff in, in in the film was kind of reminded me of that, and it's so ham-handed. You know, that's the thing about propaganda. Is propaganda doesn't have to be subtle. In fact, maybe mm-hmm. it shouldn't be subtle. It's kind of like it has to womp you over the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and we somehow or another we we go for that. Except unless you're Canadian, in which case you don't. But but. Americans, we certainly go for that. Yeah. And, um, uh, or if you ever seen Russian propaganda posters. Wow. Right. Remember Russia? Yeah. Remember that? Or the Chinese propaganda, you know, the, yeah. what they called it, uh, socialist realism? What a, that was great. Oh God. Like, I think we're yeah. a bit naive and we're just learning in Canada because we do, we do have, we're starting to figure out that we have like, like a foreign interference problem because we don't have 
like some America apparently has something called FARA. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what it stands for. But my understanding is like some regulation that governs like foreign uh, agents and people that are like have affiliations with like foreign things that could uh, be, okay. you know, compromise national interests. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Foreign agent Far regulation or something. Act okay. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Canada doesn't have that because I don't know. Because Justin is, I don't know, he's busy with his sock collection or something. I don't know. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So, like, but we have all that. We have, like, China. Because we, you know, we have, like, we're, like, multicultural. Means we have a diaspora of different countries. Like, we have a lot of Chinese people. We have a lot of Iranian people. We have, like, you know, people from, like, Afghanistan. You know, although that, I don't think that's a big concern. We have, like, people from the Soviet world. Like, you know, the old, like, Iron Curtain thing. So, like, we have people that have, you know, connections to these worlds. And so, like, ultimately, it's easy for, like, bad actors you know, bad faith actors, you know, like, you know, Russian, like, bad people or like, you know, bad Calistani people or bad, you know, IRGC people or whatever to come here or to, you know, start an NGO and to like, you know, have like some whatever, you know, thing like Canada's become, it's become easy. And like, like, we don't even know, like sometimes like you, like you said, oh, like we're so dumb. Like, we are so being, like, hooped by so much propaganda and so much, like, attempts to, you know, I don't know, manipulate the hive mind part of our brain or something that we don't even, like, we are naive. Like, we really need to learn from our American neighbors. And maybe, I don't know if anybody knows about that. But, like, we really are, like, (laughs) we really are. But that's that's kind of, you know, the weird part about you know one of the weird parts about the the movie was that like on the one hand you say you know you're fighting the the insect this mindless hive of insects and who's fighting them is a mindless hive of humans right i mean you know and, and if they do have a mind right they, they act heroically right they act heroically but sort of the insect I mean, the insects are putting themselves in. But I mean, we we don't we don't can't hear their minds, but they're putting themselves into danger. There's you know they're 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 fighting, they're swarming, they're doing all the things that that warriors that warriors do. And here, you know, in in America at least, we also have two competing hives, right? I mean, you mentioned there's kind of like the I don't know if I'm going to say, the, the the conservative hive, mm-hmm. and then there's the 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 progressive hive or however you want to call it the woke the woke the woke hive the unwoke hive you know and both of them are very hivey i mean yes oh my god they're both very hivey and they're both both have their own language they both have their own propaganda they both have their own you know uh symbols um you know symbols and flags uh you know i think trump just sold um sneakers yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, like nine thousand dollars a pair for gold sneakers, the American flag said Trump. Is I, that like he's trying to raise money because somebody froze his bank accounts or something, or what the hell's going on? No, no, he lost um, a yeah. law case in New York. So he, yeah, he's he's he's, he's suffering he, from the he, from the uh, he from now 
legal 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 troubles. See, yeah. what I find fascinating about this whole discussion is that really like, you know, like I said before, people are like, oh, no, it's, you know, Marxism or it's whatever, you know, everyone's got like an idea or a conspiracy theory about what ideology caused people to go, to, you know, to go weird. And like, it, it, I think it's just like, like, um, people just like social wiring and connection. And I don't really think it matters what ideology it is. I think that's really irrelevant. I think it is just like the formation of a super organism for like, a, you know, questionable purpose. And I'm not even sure that the ideology even exists at a yeah. certain point because yeah. it becomes a system of symbols. It becomes a system of symbols, systems of behavior, system which, which may not have any kind of, ideology behind i often feel that way you know i had uh, a few months ago i had a conversation with somebody kind of in the in, in the woke world um and at some point like I, I was like i feel like none of these words are actually making sense you know like, I'm going to interrupt you because I exactly the same thing I've been thinking lately. I was listening to, um, and I bought the book because I was so impressed by it. Um, her name is Krasniansky, and she wrote this book about children of Nazis. And so she, each chapter is about like, you know, a different, like, you know, she starts off with the Himmler's kid and then she goes through all of them. She talks mm -hmm. about, you know, the front, the, the Hans Frank's kid and like, you know, and mm -hmm. every one that she talks about has like a different response to their parent and stuff like that. Right. So when she gets to the chapter on M M Borman, she, she's like, he was talking about, okay, you know, I remember back to when my dad used to talk about like, what is national socialism? And he said, like looking back, there is not anything. It was nothing. It was just the whim of the Fuhrer. It was just right. the whim of the leader. It was just right. the whim of the you know this psych psychopath, right? And right. so, like, like then that makes me think about how this, it's the same. You're right. It's the same thing. It doesn't mean there's no like you know when you talk about like liberalism and you can be like john locke said this or john stuart mills or whatever whoever right adam smith blah blah blah. but there's not like that with this identity stuff it's just the identity is like the identity is like the fuhrer the identity is like the thing it's like the identity is like the god that cannot be you must submit to this you know the thing right and whatever identity is is that we have designated as being like sacred that can't be questioned and so like it feels like the same thing there isn't anything because ultimately then the identity just takes over and it's what like some ego people want and then like human rights and like individual you know like <laughs> practical things like just get twisted and we live in an upside down world right it you know one thing i will say for america is i think i think that the, the french revolution um the french revolution was i don't know how to say it. like i don't think that the masses the french masses really understood you know, liberty, fraternity, and equality. I don't. I, I don't think. I think what they understood is we have a lot of rage at a lot of rage at, at an inequity, and this is a great channel for it. And that and 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 Robespierre calls it terror, right? And which 
which is his word for it, which is his word for that feeling you described earlier, mm -hmm. right? Of kind of like group solidarity. And he says, that's what, you know, that's, that's what the people need is they need terror. <laughs> you know, they but need then when you have that emotion and like, it's a social connection that we have, like, it's like a portal that we have. And so if you have that, and if you've connected all the units together, like, and, and with that purpose of being angry and opposing a thing, like, that's a really horrifying thing. Because then once you get a mo the mob to be believe, oh, Muslims are terrorists, every Muslim is like an ISIS sleeper cell, or, you know, Zionists are racist, and they're all bad. And, you know, or like, you know, all white people are bad, or like, whatever thing, like, you can make anything, anybody into a scapegoat. Right. You could take any ideology and ultimately, you know, if you follow it through, you know, with the whole things and stuff, the good people and the bad people and then whatever, you're ultimately going to end up at like this thing where like, OK, now you have like almost you're at the edge of like people destroying each other because they don't see like that. It's like. That's just another person like you, you know, but that's like the super organism like syndrome yeah. or something yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's curious the, the the american revolution kind of started out the same way and ended up thanks to you know a, a, i don't know if i call it an accident of history but um maybe that's the best thing to call it you know kind of got hung up you know, on, okay, now that we've opposed this thing, now what are we going to do, right? And so around the, the writing of the Constitution, you get the Federalist Papers, you get all this thought about democracy and all this thought about, about what government should look like and what representation should look like and all these things. And, and that, I think, kind of broke the, kind of broke the hive mind it could have it could have gone an entirely different direction. Like how much does Christianity or whatever, you know, um, play a role in that? Like, yeah. because like I was the other thing that um, was in that whole the stories of the the Nazis and the denazification was that um, Christian morality was was suppressed it was resented you know the whole notion of Work. like people the, the individual being important and like monogamy and like you know these kinds of things that ultimately the christian values that led to like the end of slavery and stuff like that those were seen as it was seen as a threat right so yeah. like you know and in the french revolution they hated like they they were anti-church and they were like they were in that phase of being angry at the church because the church was like you know corrupt and stuff so like how much of that i don't know i'm ignorant to american revolution history so how much of that was tempered by the fact that like they were i think they still clung to their religious well sort of I mean, stuff uh, the, our founders our founders were all were mostly kind of were kind of deists um so they were christians i mean they were they were christians but they sort of didn't see themselves um like as, e as evangelicals or um and we had a lot of quakers also so that's the other, that's the other thing is that there's a big quaker influence um on, those are very values based 
yes. people though right and not like right. like like you said evangelicals i see evangelicals as like you know trying to be focusing on external factors and external things right. and like you know the values-based people is being focusing on more like okay my religion is for how do i behave better as a human being and not how do i like control the world right you know like i, mean, I don't know there's a lot of things a lot of things that go into it i mean didn't it you know the you know the i'm from philadelphia so excuse me I, i'm going to speak <laughs> up to my, my state pennsylvania but you know that that the constitutional the constitutional discussion was taking place in philadelphia which was a place founded by a quaker uh, as a kind of like a homeland for weird religious groups that was his basic that was William Penn's idea. It's like any weirdo group can come here and they'll be safe, right? So there were lots of Moravians came and a bunch of other, you know, eventually the Amish came and the Mennonites and all sorts of weirdo, all sorts of weirdo groups. Jews were um, very early in Philadelphia, the second, I think the second oldest synagogue in the United States is in Philadelphia. So it kind of, it kind of happened to step into kind of an environment of um, kind of, you know, Quaker values. I feel like feel like that kind of had a big effect on the way that things turned out. But the um, problem is, I think, I, I think you're right that, you know, National Socialism, like, I don't know that, it, you know, uh, how many people were fluent in national socialism, you know, or even even evangelical Christianity right now? Is that is it really like a religious position, or is it's it like a, a, it's a, a it's oppositionality? Statement? It's oppositionality, and it's like, you know, um, yeah, it's mostly oppositionality because a lot of these things are born out of a grievance. Like you know, the whole national socialism was born out of a grievance. You know, it was like, oh, we were mistreated, and you know, this and that, and look at what happened, and you know, all this stuff, right? And lots of these things are like, it's not like, okay, let's build something. It's like, who's responsible? Who do we need to beat up? Sort right. of thing, right? Or a grievance or a scapegoating. I mean, because the, yeah. I mean, usually the grievance is, you know, here in America, it's you know, the brown people. The white people being angry that the brown people are stealing, you know, are, are stealing their country away from them, which is a lot of what I think motivates. Yes, but that. see, like that's like a really interesting because then this becomes how information is is presented and and why or something, right? So this whole discussion with the immigration thing, okay? So you can be like, oh yes, immigrate immigrants are coming and they're taking our, you know, culture and they're, you know, taking everything and they're making this place terrible, a terrible place to live. Okay. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is like, okay, like there's been some really, um, very like stupid immigration policy that's like harming people and it's cause, you know, whatever. Right. So there's two different ways of looking at it, but obviously like the news media and the rage farmers, you know, and whatever, you know, um, 
they pick the way that will get the most attention. They will pick the way that will evoke the most emotion. So then we have the narrative of, okay, yes, brown people are coming and they're coming to get you and they're coming to take your whatever and this stuff like that, right? Because, and then like, this is almost like how we start these super organisms because like there are like, as much as I am not a woke person, like I'm not really anti woke either. Like I hate both. Like I really, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to say it because some people are going to listen and they're going to be whatever. I don't care. Like I hate both sides. I think you're both fucked in the head. Excuse my French. Like just like you know. I don't know. I just think I love both everybody. Sides are wrong. I just want to say I love them all. Okay? <laughs> I don't know about her. I can't. I have nothing better than her. I love everybody. I just don't like. I th- just don't think that you should you. be. Your whole raison d'être should be about opposing someone else. I think that you should find like another a positive way to achieve that goal. Like, if you don't like wokeness, what is it that you don't like about it? What is, can you promote that is an alternative to it? Other than just be like, see, oh, look at these Marxists. And it's like, if almost then I want to buy you a flipping tin hat. Okay? Like, come on. The Marxist boogeyman or like, you know, the whatever. And it's like, it becomes a super thing because then you just fixate on this thing, right? And it just like, it's, I love that. I just now, this is like, I, I just... It's like a super organism thing. <laughs> it's like this okay. idea that just becomes more than it should okay. be. So here I'm going to tie up the Borg, Starship Troopers, oh. and National Socialism. Okay, go. Okay. So National Socialism, uh, it's arising in, in Germany. So um, the hives that they were facing and the... And stuff was the the communists, the uh, right, and uh, and and especially with the backing of Russia, it seemed like a very imminent threat. They were fighting Russia, and they saw what the communism did, and also uh, the ravages that it caused to Russia. Um, eliminated all the leadership, and and uh, and basically. We had the Borg. We had the Borg sitting on the uh, the edge of of the world at that time, and then and then so here is the uh, Germany. They've got no money. The superinflation, uh, uh, and uh, and they got communists <laughs> saying, "Hey, you know, let's take down the government. Let's stuff." And uh, so the people said, hey, we need something to stand up to this. And uh, and they turned to national socialism. Right. We need a counter hive. So they, they needed a counter hive, which is like and, the Star Trek troopers right, kind of thing. Right. You know? So are we doomed to always have like battling hives? Is that, is that sort of like how it yeah. how it works? You know? Yeah. Well, the first world, the second world. Well, the look, look, look at the response. To, well, look, look at nine eleven. Look at the right. response. This is a pendulum swing thing, isn't it? Yeah, like the response that was, you know, uh, wasn't rational. 
No, it wasn't right. You know, it was it, no, it wasn't. It, you know, there had, there had to be a response, of course, and that's understandable. Right. But right. the actual the actual response, which was invading was, Afghanistan and Iraq, was totally, right, totally rational. Yeah, and especially with Iraq. I mean, I feel like these. I feel like I feel like when it comes to these cataclysmic uh, events, the responses the responses are never rational because you're not trying you're not trying to solve a problem. You're trying to you're trying to you're trying to deal with an you're trying to deal with a collective emotion right the collective emotion after the, the collective emotion after after 9/11 was you know we got to get them <laughs> that was and it didn't really matter exactly who we were getting as long as we got mm, you know it didn't matter who them was as long as we got somebody because that's what needed to happen and of course now we see uh, you know that that has repl- you know that repl- replaces itself, and you just and also you know it is a great way you know America at America at that time was pretty was pretty divided, and if you have a divided society, there's nothing that works better you know to get people together than a good solid act of revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, of course, in Israeli society now, I mean, you know, things were before the war. Things were super divided. I mean, it was crazy. It was really like people were, you know, it was it was, it was brother against brother uh, in the streets over the judicial reform. And now, people, judicial reform. What's that? We don't even remember that now. And now everybody. What's really interesting with the Israel thing is the um, this process of like you said, responding to an emotion, a collective emotion, because you can look at that, right? You can see, and then, you know, if you're old enough to remember 9-11, you can see like a similar thing, right? It was like a collective trauma sweeping through the society, you know, where there was like, you know, you got to get them, you know, the whole like, you know, all yeah. sorts of things were said and all sorts of acting out and expressions of like anguish and yeah. whatever, right? And now it's almost like, you know, that was like, like, some kind of like a drug or some kind of like you know collective experience that you know the world has moved through and now people are waking up and being like okay you know and you know what i really the other thing i think about is like this whole like need to like cling to that you know cling to that whatever feeling that is or high feeling of that and and then whenever you try to like poke at it or try to be like oh are you sure that's the way like it's really like the resistance you get and like the like the reaction you know that you get when you try to question it is really interesting well the ants line up against you i mean you know the drones will come after you i mean i think that's when you when you mess with the with the with the wasp nest or whatever they get right right Right. right. remember the first gulf war the first gulf war uh, before it happened um they were talking about demilitarizing the u.s armed forces Right, it, it, exactly. They were talking about uh, cutting back, because, I mean, the co- communism had fallen and uh, the wall had come down, and they were talking about closing the bases in West Germany. Right, they were talking right. About closing bases in the Middle East. They were talking about uh, reducing the size of the military. And they, they cancelled the stealth bomber program. Right, right. 
And then suddenly, um, you know, we had a leader in the Middle East, in Iraq, invade another country. Right. A really, that would not be on the radar. Right. I was going to say the invasion of the yeah. invasion of Kuwait would not have been on the radar. Um, it would have been like, okay. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. UN, uh, let's, yeah. Uh, let's, let's do some sanctions here. Right. The sanction that, but. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You no, know, I really had find... a multi nation invasion force. Yeah. Against. Uh, an enemy that turned out not to be an enemy at all. They, they but I really find over. that's yeah. this. Now this is the whole thing. I find this fascinating because we really cling to like that solution. Everyone's like, oh, we need to do this. We need to go to war. We need to get the guns out. This is a, this is a problem that's dying for guns. We need to get our guns out. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you know, look, when I've just been looking at like the the pictures from World War II and like, you know, the devastation of Germany and stuff like that. And when you look at all of the ruins of whatever, you know, Berlin and whatever, like you're like, OK, do you know how many high ranking Nazis were taken out by those bombings? Like precisely like zero. Right. No high-ranking Nazis were eliminated by the bombings of, of 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 all of this stuff. So, like, okay, yes, it did like cause them to cause the Third Reich to fall. But I mean, this notion that we need to go and like inflict mass devastation in order to like get like ten guys. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I'm simplifying it, but like I think we're at that point now where like. You can look at history and be like, okay, this is obviously not like, like, like if oh. I find a stink bug in my living room, I am not going to blow up the entire floor of the building. Okay. I'm just going to go and get that bug and just deal with it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That, thank like, you for that very, that, that very visual. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Don't, don't try that with spider people. I That's feel that. like, I feel like you've given me my metaphor for the night. <laughs> What would you do if you had a stink bug? <laughs> I might blow up my living room. Uh, no, no, I mean, obviously, obviously, it's uh, you know, the problem. Part of the problem with the hive mind is it's not very smart. I mean, at least, at least those guys in 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 uh, stormtrooper, at least they. The, their insect had a brain, you know, and maybe a queen somewhere. But I mean, mostly the the, the hive mind just kind of operates by its own buzz or well, by. See, that's oh, the me... danger of a human hive mind. You have cut off the ethics chip, right? So, right. like in terms of like the the human brain, you basically given the keys to the amygdala, right? Which is right. like, remember the Harry Potter movie and the night bus? I always think of it like that when I think of like the amygdalas driving the bus. I think of like the Harry Potter night bus, except yeah. like way worse and more sinister. Yeah. And you basically like let that guy run your life and make yeah. all of your like really important decisions and shit. And yeah. then like when that's like on a mass scale, like in a hive situation, you basically got like an entire society where their amygdala is driving the bus. And that's right. like, 
that that is a that is a I think that may be the you, you can't the second rush. best metaphor of the night. Maybe the first is the amygdala driving the You can't you can't is your like, amygdala driving the bus? We need no. we need a t shirt or something. Yeah. But like you can't and you can't reason with it. It's like when you know, it's like if you had like like a mass of toddlers who were like injected with some thing that made them behave badly and you just had right. them all and they're just feeding off of each other you know right. it's like what the hell you know right. it's kind of like that like how would the how do you how do you deal with that that's yeah. why Borg. that's why humans can't become a super organism because we're like insane well we well we become <laughs> right we can become we can become competing super organisms we just can't become one big super yeah organism. because then like then we become like the flipping third reich I think this is why we fear AI because AI is like a super organism. Yeah. You know? And we, yeah. we, 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 we unjustly fear it. And I think one of the reasons we fear it is because we're injecting ourselves into it. No, I said that last week. That it's well, a lot of we know what we would do. Exactly. If we could do that, we know what exactly. we would do. We, yeah. That's exactly, exactly it. Those are our darkest fantasies of what we would do. Right. It's like, okay, now I'm going Tolkien. You remember the, which movie is it where um, Galadriel has to test herself by holding the ring or something? Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she's like holds the ring, and she's like, "All oh, will worship me," and all but whatever. And she like, and then she like, she snaps out of it, and she's like, "Oh, you know, okay, I passed that test." Like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like that. So, the <laughs> the moral of the story is, uh, moral of the story is, we're never going to be one big hive unless AI forces us. Do you know uh, what's really interesting? Back to the children of Nazis, because that just fascinates me because I love to see people looking back. Yeah. Um, and like, so one of the things I think it was like um, the commandant of, 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 of it was one of the Hesses. I can't remember which one. Um, and they were writing to their uh, to their kid and saying, like, don't get swept up by the like group think for yourself question like you know when people tell you something like question if you should do it or not i think it was the auschwitz guy huss so and and like um you know that like that that was like advice to one of his 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 kids right that like Mm. don't like gets you know think for yourself and like have the courage to like be like hey is this right because maybe it's not right and don't get stuck uh-huh. in that and it was really like like these are the kinds of like um afterthoughts or like you know reflections that sometimes like if you look in enough of the denazification literature you can look at that right uh-huh. and see and it's like that's like the most tragic thing is to see like if you look in like you know the testimonials and apparently in some of the rwandan things there are like testimony like the testimonies of the perpetrators and stuff and how they say like i didn't see that person as a human mm-hmm. like it's like i don't know i find it like because i think that's where the answers to all of these things are is in like the com- confessions of people who have the courage to talk about like like what happened when they were in that right Right. if they can if they can if they if they understand it years ago um i remember we had we had uh riots in los angeles Mm -hmm. and 
my former wife is a psychologist and and she was teaching a class in social psychology so she was recording all of this stuff that was on on tv and one of the things she was recording uh, were the interviews they were they were they were having with people who were in the middle of rioting or looting Mm -hmm. and people kept they kept saying so why are you doing this and they kept going they would get this look on their face Oh, it's always the same, this kind of blank look and go, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was the same. They're, they're carrying a, a TV set, right, that they just busted the window of, a, they, or somebody else busted the window probably, busted the window of a, of a store, and they're carrying the TV set out, and somebody asks them, why are you doing this? And they go, I don't know. And, it's almost like if you wake somebody up when they're in a trance. Right. Like that I, meant, what makes me think. And, you know, like there's something to that. If you, in the, some cases, if if somebody's got like a condition where they do that, where they walk in their sleep, sometimes like depending on the situation, it's not always the best um, yeah. idea to snap them out of their trance or something like, you know, yeah. their, their trance, right? Like sometimes like, like you don't know how they're going right. to behave. I, I, I think social, I think there are social, there are social situations that induce that trance. It's like uh, what I think Max Weber called it social effervescence. That's yeah. very nice, you know, so that's a very sweet way of putting it, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's, you know, it can, it can effervesce into an explosion. Well, when I, when you say the word effervescence, I think of the, um, what is the, the thing that you take when you have a hangover and you put the, you put Alka the pill salts. in and yes. Okay. <laughs> and I think of all the bubbles in the thing. Yes. So like you imagine if that's like a society and you put like a tablet yeah, and, some exactly. water and all of the bubbles are like the people reacting and how, right. how do you, con- you don't have any control right. over that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're an hour and a half. I should probably get going. Yeah. 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 This was good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very entertaining. Uh, very. Yeah. It's good. Okay. So okay. be good. So, Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, which I <laughs> feel like saying that to Roxanne is just, I don't know what to say. Maybe that's, I feel like maybe Robert, he might listen to me, but Roxanne's not going to listen to My me. My mom so. would just be like, yeah. Yeah, right. Resistance is futile. Okay, resistance is futile. <laughs> but is it though? That's yeah. a topic still to come. That, that should be the future. Resistance yes. is futile. Is it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, take care. <laughs>